misconceptions about love. And because of this, we often act in ways that we think are loving, but that are in fact not very loving. For example, let's say that you've got two parents who are intent on controlling the direction of their child's lives for the sake of their child. This might seem loving to the parents, but it's not actually loving because they're not taking the personal truth of their child as a part of themselves. But today we're gonna to talk about perhaps the biggest misconception about love, and that is that love is approval. I'm gonna warn you in advance that this topic is actually, even though it seems simple, so incredibly complex that it could take an entire book to unpack this concept. But today I'm gonna to give you an overview. To love something is to take it as a part of yourself. Love is inclusive. It is a movement towards oneness. To understand more about love, you can watch my video titled, What is Love? When we take something as a part of ourselves, suddenly we take their best interests as a part of our best interests. And their pain becomes a part of our pain. And their joy becomes a part of our joy. When we experience chronic disapproval and criticism in our childhood to the degree that we feel rejected by one or both of our parents and or our siblings and or our peers, we begin to develop trauma around the feeling of disapproval and critique. This experience feels the opposite of being wanted and accepted and received. It feels like being pushed away instead of being pulled in. It feels like we're being disrespected and we sink into shame. And so we begin to develop the idea that if someone loves us, they will approve of everything about us, including what we do. And since we can't get actual love, we go for the next best thing, approval. To approve of something is essentially to have a positive opinion about something, and this naturally leads to an agreement, an allowance, and an acceptance of that thing. Essentially, you can boil down the concept of approval to no objections. At face value, this seems like a good thing to do. It seems like a non-resistant thing to do. However, <laughs> approval is not non-resistant in all scenarios. And it's not loving in all scenarios. Do you remember how I said that to love something is to take it as a part of yourself? When you do this, their best interests are a part of your best interests, and their joy is part of your joy, and their pain is part of your pain. Can you now be in alignment and approve of something that hurts them and is not in their best interests. Here's the reality. You can approve or disapprove of something without loving something. And you can disapprove or approve of something because you love something. Approval and love are two different things. They can exist together and they can exist separately. Let me put you in some situations where approval is not loving. Someone decides to shoot up with heroin. In the name of acceptance and approval, you prep their needle for them. This one's pretty self-explanatory. A woman you know has a belief that is making it impossible for her to change her relationship patterns, such as men who are attracted to me are insane. You can clearly see that the reason she can't find relationships that work is because she is attracted to unstable men that remind her of her father. You can see she's still trying to get love from him vicariously, but in the name of approving of her and therefore validating her thoughts, you validate that belief for her and agree with it. As a result, she continues to make it more and more about the men in her life and ends up a spinster, despite really wanting a relationship. A man has a goal of publishing his novel. An editor gets a hold of this script and doesn't really want to make this man feel bad in any way. He wants to actually approve of everything that he's done. So as a result, he doesn't correct that grammar. He doesn't 
tell the man that there's a run-on sentence. He doesn't tell him that a section has to be taken out because it slows down the story and as a result, he actually causes this person to fail to find a publisher. A sous chef works in an upscale restaurant. He aspires to be an executive chef one day. He prepares the bechamel sauce in a way that it becomes lumpy. When the executive chef samples it, not wanting to make the sous chef feel criticized, he says, good job, I like the color of it. Said no executive chef ever. There's a fork in the road, left and right. Now you know that that road that goes left leads to a complete drop-off, because maybe there was a landslide. Now somebody comes to you and says, I want to go to town. You know that that's going right. But they say, I want to go left. You know that that's going to just lead to their car pitching off the edge of a cliff. But you tell them, no, that's not a good idea. I, I don't approve of your decision to go left. They distrust your motives. So they yell at you that you're so controlling and critical because you don't approve of their own choices and because it's totally wrong for you to think that you know what's best for them. So you say, you're right. I should stop thinking that I know what's best for people and trust that you know what's best for you and agree to them going left. A friend of yours is about to get married. What she wants more than anything is an exclusive, committed partnership. And you walk in on her fiancé having sex with another woman. And you don't object to her marrying him. Someone is beating their kid. You can see that they need to be unconditionally loved, and you think part of that's approval. So you don't do anything to object to the beatings. As a result, the kid just keeps getting beaten, and this person ends up in jail. Your spouse wants to have an open relationship. You agree despite the fact that it's the opposite of what you want because they say that they can't handle being judged negatively for their desires and needs anymore. They need your approval of their true needs, even if it is to your detriment. We could consider these examples the shadow form of approval, holding a positive opinion that leads to an allowance of acceptance of or agreement with what does not benefit someone. This is resistance, in fact. It is resistance to including something as a part of yourself to the degree that you align with the well-being of that thing, or resistance to aligning with your desires slash well-being. If you are somebody who equates approval with love to the degree that you desperately need approval, it's very easy for you to find yourself into relationships that are based off of approval no matter what. Now, instead of this being healthy and functional, this becomes a dysfunctional enabling style relationship. Essentially, everything is approved of and agreed to, regardless of whether it is in one or both person's best interests. This is especially true if, for you, self-esteem and feeling other people's respect is dependent upon them approving of you. This becomes a relationship where either one or both people are out of alignment with their actual desires and actual best interests. And essentially, the motto in the relationship that you feel good in is let me be free to do whatever I want and approve of everything I think, say, and do, and I'll do the same for you. Now, if you're a person who relates to this, what happens when somebody expresses any disapproval of anything related to you is that you automatically feel like it's an obligation because of the consequence, emotionally or otherwise, of not doing so, to immediately mold yourself to shape to whatever their expectation or their idea of good is whatever would get you approval. This makes you feel like you're losing yourself, this makes you feel like you're conditionally loved, and this makes you feel like you're being controlled. For you, when somebody is approving of you, however you are, it's the only time you feel free. It's the only time you feel like you're not trying to mold yourself to fit 
or conform to somebody else's, uh, let's call it idea of well-being. And so when someone's approving of you is the only time that you actually feel free. When love becomes approval for you mentally, what you do is you just run around trying to do everything that feels right and feels good in everybody else's estimations. And guess what? You find out real quick that's not going to work. Like it's an actual futility, especially when you have multiple people in your life. Because for this person, their estimation of what's right and good is left, and this person, their estimation of what's right and good is right. How are you supposed to conform to both of these two things? Right? So when you find out that this is futile, you drop the whole idea, and instead you gravitate only towards relationships with people who approve no matter what. Essentially, they make you right, no matter what you think, say, or do. As a child, you felt so controlled that love feels like the opposite of control. And since disapproval feels like a tool of control, you're looking for the opposite of that. You're looking for a relationship with no consequences and no pressure. By the way, this is another form of resistance. If you're somebody like this, then what happens here is you start to develop like an addiction to approval. Not just getting it, but also giving it. Now, here's what I mean by that. You're going to become the kind of person who approves of people no matter what, because doing so absolves you of responsibility. Remember how I said that what you're really looking for is a zero pressure, zero responsibility relationship? Here's how it works. If I approve of you, no matter what you do, I don't have to take the pressure of you messing up your life. Your well-being is not on me. So the attitude is sort of a, you're free to screw up your own life type of deal. Now, if you approve of me, I don't have to have the pressure of trying to conform myself or reform myself in a way that makes you feel good. So I'm not carrying your well-being in that way either. See, if I have to reshape myself for your best interests, that's pressure, right? I'm carrying your well-being. Now, if I have to make sure to take care of you not messing your life up, I also have to take pressure, right? I also can't feel free. I also am carrying your well-being in that scenario. So approval, in fact, becomes a way that a person can absolve themselves of all pressure and responsibility in a relationship. It's ironic, but people who have a desperate need for approval secretly want zero responsibility for the well-being of others. You don't want the pressure of having to mold yourself to their well-being, and you don't want the responsibility, also pressure, of making sure they make the right choices for their well-being. Your whole life has been caring other people's well-being and carrying it for people who took no responsibility for the way they felt, and so you are done. You are utterly exhausted with it. You don't want to take responsibility for someone else feeling good at all. You want connection when it feels good to you without having to have the pressure that comes with a relationship. But everything I've just said, even though probably you were like, oh my God, thank God that's exactly what's going on with me. <laughs> everything I've just said probably made you feel pretty freaking selfish, right? Now, because of that judgment that this type of feeling and attitude and desire is so selfish, what you do is you bury it down deep and you hide it even from yourself so you can't admit it to yourself or anyone else for that matter. So because of this massive pressure that was put on you in your childhood to carry the well-being of people around you when they took absolutely no responsibility for you and none for themselves as well, there was no shared responsibility, right? 
What happens here is that you become a person who either wants to be completely alone or with people who are completely unconditionally approving. Now, this is what makes it so interesting because approval in this form that I've just described is in fact a form of resistance. It's a push away, actually. See, because it's distancing by its very nature. This form of approval is to say, you do you and I'll do me. Because you couldn't get love in your childhood, you are looking for the next best thing, which is approval. But unlike your childhood, what you're really looking for is approval that is unconditional. Now, I just want you to think about that. Unconditional approval, how might that actually be out of alignment? What you have suffered is the loss of self slash conformity. Now, as a side note, it may be interesting to note that a lot of the people who relate to everything I've just said, these people who desperately need approval, actually they fall into the category quite often of golden child within a family system. There is a difference between people who desperately need approval and people who really want approval. People who really want approval see approval as a bringing closer. Basically, approval feels like closeness and intimacy. And you want that closeness and intimacy. Maybe you've been pushed away in your childhood. So getting approval finally feels like not having opposition. Finally being seen, felt, heard, and understood. Approval feels like the opposite of a push away. Feels like people aren't resisting you anymore. It seems like something that's reserved for other people and not yourself. Approval feels good. It is natural to want. But don't confuse it with love. Now it may be interesting to note, as a little side note, that a lot of the people who fall into this category of really wanting approval, instead of desperately needing approval, fall into the category of scapegoat within the family system. Remember how I said that this concept about approval seems simple, but is actually incredibly complicated? <laughs> okay, what did I mean by that? All right, this is where we start to go down the rabbit hole. It's not actually possible to open up the can of worms that approval may actually be out of alignment and disapproval may actually be in alignment in certain scenarios without also opening the can of worms of best interest. When somebody disapproves in a loving way, it kind of implies that somebody actually understands what your best interests might be. So I'm gonna ask you some questions. Do you believe that someone else can know what is good and right and therefore best for you? If your answer is no, why? If your answer is yes, why? And if your answer is in certain circumstances, how do you accurately determine when and when not? I'm gonna have to say here that best interests is a philosophical debate in and of itself. For example, let's say that somebody's about to go get into a car and they're drunk as hell, right? Now, it may be easy to look at them and say, yeah, that's not in their best interest or anybody else's best interest that they drive. But is safety in their best interests? Here's what I mean by that, if you zoom out. Maybe getting in that car crash is what causes them to get sober and causes them to really reevaluate their life and causes them to go in the direction of a life that's worth living and maybe lines them up with that perfect partner who they've been wanting but never able to find before. <laughs> okay, so best interest gets a little bit shady the more objective of a perspective you hold. Okay, but I'm gonna throw a wrench in that concept in and of itself. I want you to imagine that the objection 
that comes in the form of a disapproval is in fact the universe's first reflection to you that something must change. Maybe this is the universe saying that something's out of alignment with you through somebody else's mouth. Or maybe it's the universe alerting you to the fact that a part of you is out of alignment with another part of you. And because of that discord, not all of you is going in the same direction towards what you really, really want, what's really right for you. So imagine that if this person did change in order to find alignment in response to the first reflection, which is a person disapproving of them getting into the car drunk. The universe would not have to escalate things. What I mean by this is maybe this person would still line up with getting sober, reevaluating their life, going in the direction of the things they want, meeting that partner without having to get into a car crash. Taking your hand off of the steering wheel of creation in your life by saying, look, I don't know what's best for me or anyone else is actually just a cop-out. In the same vein, you'll see a great many people who say things like, the only person who knows what's best for you is you. As if it's an absolute truth. But it actually isn't. What is true is that in a given scenario, maybe other people do actually see what's in alignment with your best interests and desires better than you do. Also, it's also true that in a given scenario, other people may not have an accurate assessment of what's actually in alignment with your desires and your best interests. Their capacity to accurately see this depends on their capacity for awareness, which is the ability to see objective truth, and their capacity to take you as a part of themselves. People who can't do either of these things tend to project, and they tend to have agendas. What this means is that instead of really fully coming to an understanding of the totality of the different variables in a given situation, is that they will simply project their best interests onto the other person, or they'll project their agendas onto the other person, because they're not actually in a space to take the other person as a part of themselves. So if the other person ends up upset, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> because of this, their form of disapproval is highly resistant in nature. And this is why you have an association with disapproval always being resistant in nature. And this is how your parents most likely were. This is why you have a trauma around the idea of somebody knowing better than you do what is and isn't in your best interests. Because when they said that they were doing something for your best interest, you knew it wasn't the case. Which is why you are distrustful of feedback. So here's the next question to ask yourself. How do you know whether somebody is actually taking your best interests as a part of their own? How do you know whether they are or aren't projecting? How do you know what their actual agenda is? How do you know when you can trust someone? When you are on the receiving end of disapproval, I want you to ask yourself these questions. I want you to ask yourself, why? Why is this person telling you what they're telling you? Why are they giving you a negative reflection? Why do they disapprove of something? Why is their objection in the form of disapproval unloving? And why might it be loving? You can ask them directly too. You aren't immune to lack of awareness or projection either, which is why it's so incredibly important to figure out the actual why, because you may be really, really wrong about the why you think somebody is disapproving. Also as a side note, in general, a person should be able to tell you why they don't think that something benefits you. If you are on the giving end of this loving disapproval, right? 
What you need to do is to take the other person's perspective completely in. You have to really genuinely consider why they think that what they are doing or saying or thinking that you disapprove of is in their best interests because you might not be seeing something. You need to become aware as possible and objective as possible of the totality of the situation and all of the variables that are a part of that situation. And that also, that understanding, needs to be communicated. In order to be in a loving state around this concept of disapproval, I wish there was another word, but in order to be in a loving state around this loving disapproval that we've been talking about, what has to happen is that you have to really take in somebody else's estimation of their own best interests, somebody's needs, somebody's genuine desires, because projection is not love. Include them in your process of coming to this conclusion that whatever they're thinking, saying, and doing is not in their best interest, and also your process of coming to the conclusion about what is in their best interest and why. What if when someone is disapproving of something, they're not objecting to you, but are instead objecting to something that they think could be detrimental to you? If you're honest, you want others to approve of something that benefits you and disapprove of something that hurts you. And in fact, if they're doing that, their disapproval is a way of pulling you closer. In doing so, they're aligning with your best interests and desires. If someone really loves you, they should object to the things that cause you pain and are not in your best interests. Are they always going to be right when they think that something is going to cause you pain and is not in your best interests? Hell no. Are there people out there who are just projecting their idea and it's not an accurate one? Yes. Are there people out there who actually don't care and are just out for their best interests? Yes. But is what you really want for people to approve of, have a positive opinion of, accept, agree to, things that would cause you pain and are not in your best interests? If you are looking out for someone's best interest, you can't be in a space of approval 24-7. This means you can't be loving and approving of everything. What you can do is to be in a space of understanding all the time. What you can do is to practice awareness and practice taking others as a part of yourself. And don't forget that just because you might disapprove of something doesn't mean that you can take away someone's free will. They still get to choose to mess their life up. But it's not particularly loving to have an attitude of, go ahead, screw your life up however you want, dude. Why? Because they're a part of you. If you're going to practice the concept of oneness, everything that exists out there is a part of you. So would it be loving to a part of yourself to say, it's not on me if you screw yourself up. You can disapprove of something and be with and for someone instead of against them. And therefore, in alignment, you just have to be very, very sure that you're actually right about what is actually in their best interests, what will actually hurt or benefit them, and what is actually wrong for them. Awareness must go hand in hand with love in order for it to be truly loving, and in order for your behaviors to be loving in nature. And the very first awareness you must have is that there is a very big difference between approval and love. They can coexist, and often do, but it is not necessarily something that must coexist. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, 
like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.